Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to In the Closet Objectives. This is one of your hosts, Dr. Greg Ribbon, giving, as always, a shout-out to the the man behind it all, Corey Baum. Um, we miss you like always. Um, so um, I just wanted to kind of give a quick update. Um, and today it's going to be a book review, so bear with me. Um, it's, it was a few months ago that I um, listened to this book on Audible, but I'll try to hit some of the highlights. It's called Eureka excuse me, Eureka Man by Alan Hirschfield. Um, and I've got a link in blog talk if you want to check out either the Audible version, which I really enjoyed, or um, the paperback, hardback, whatever you'd like. Um, so this is um, the life and legacy of Archimedes. Um, and I, I'm <laughs> so jazzed by this character. So... Archimedes was born in Syracuse, which is was a Greek city-state on the coast of Sicily, circa 287 BC. And he's most famous for his discovery, um, his discoveries of buoyancy. So the story goes, um, he was sort of the friend and advisor and confidant of. King Hiron, if I remember correctly, who had um, just had a crown made for him, um, but he was a little suspicious of it. Um, he wanted the crown to be made of pure gold, um, but he was concerned that the um, the person who'd made the crown had had taken the gold and substituted some of it for silver, which has a different density than gold. Um, so he asked Archimedes um, to show whether or not it was made of pure gold without at all marring the crown um, to, you know what I mean, to no, take no samples, nothing, um, but figure out if it was actually made of pure gold or not. Um, so what a problem, right? What, what would you do if you were not allowed to sample this really irregularly shaped piece of jewelry, but show whether or not it was made of pure gold. Um, so it was quite a quandary, especially, you know, around 300 BC. And so as the story goes, Archimedes was in the public bath. Um, he would often, I guess, forget to bathe or <laughs> eat. He was just, he was kind of the he may well be the origin of the archetypical absent-minded professor, um, but he noticed that as he lowered himself into the bath, water would slosh out of the tub, and the more he lowered himself, the more water he displaced. Um, now again, he knew that there that gold and silver have different densities, so while they will um, 
displace the same amount of water, one will be heavier than the other. And that supposedly is when he leaped out of the bath and ran bare-ass naked down the streets of Syracuse, shouting Eureka, which literally translates to I have found it. Um, I mean, this is this is quite a revelation of itself, but um, it led to a lot of his developments in buoyancy and how ships and and um, airships and you know how how displacement helps us do a lot of technologically wonderful things. Um, so he, he had a lot of inventions, though from what history tells us his jam was really mathematics. Supposedly his proudest achievement was um, this kind of thought experiment where take a sphere, right? And imagine you can create a cylinder um, that perfectly fits that sphere. So like a, um, a can that's custom made for basketball. So, it, you know, like the top and bottom touch of the cylinder touch the top and bottom of the sphere and the diameter of the sphere exactly equals the diameter of the cylinder. And so he, he'd take the volumes of both of these shapes and he realized that no matter what the size is, the ratio of the volume of the sphere to the cylinder in which it rested was always two to three. And indeed, he didn't know this, but the, the formula for the volume of a sphere is four-thirds pi r cubed. And the volume of the cylinder is pi r squared times the height. But in this case, um, you know, the height of the cylinder is equal to the diameter of the um, sphere. Remember that the top and bottom of the sphere are touching the top and bottom of the cylinder. So in this case, height equals 2r. So the volume of this particular cylinder is 2 pi times r cubed. And the ratio of 4 thirds pi r cubed to 2 pi r cubed is 2 to 3. Um, so he was correct. And he just, he thought that relationship was fascinating. Um, he, he, I, I, I'm just in love with this character because um, he had just these really clever workarounds for figuring things out, and I, I love that in any field. So for example, he really honed in on um, the circumference of the sphere, the, the number, or of, of a circle, the, the number pi. Um, so how did he do that? Like, how would you do that if he, all you had was um, a, um, a straight edge and a protractor, right? Um, and, and you, I mean, see, my first thought was always, okay, well, you, you take a can or a ball or something like that, and you just take a piece of string and wrap it around and then measure that. But he was actually looking to prove this mathematically, which is um, a little different from my, you know, <laughs> brute force method. Um, and what he did, I find just really clever. He, he took a, a circle, and then he drew a triangle within it so that the three sides would be touching three three parts of the circle and then a square out of outside the circle so that um, again the, the circle would be touching the four sides of the, the square and he he could figure out 
pretty easily um, the um, um, the the lengths of the sides of the square and the triangle, and he knew that the circle's circumference had to be had to fall somewhere within those two measurements, and then he would you know have the square on the inside and then a um, a pentagon on the outside, and he would do the same thing. And by by increasing the number of sides of the shapes on the inside and outside, he would get closer and closer to um, the circumference of the circle and ultimately the number pi, which I just thought was so incredibly clever. Um, I think he's also the one who originated the phrase, give me a big enough lever and I can move the world. That's not exactly what he said. But he, he did say to, and this is kind of how his friendship and advisory role with King Chiron came about, um, was, you know, he, he said something similar to the king who was like, okay, prove it. Um, and so apparently with um, a series of pulleys and levers, Archimedes created this um, mechanism for launching a fully laden ship with just the movement of his hand. Um, and so it was like a merchant ship. And, and, <laughs> and you can imagine this king in, you know, roughly 300 BC said, okay. <laughs> Believe everything Archimedes says. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but you can imagine this was quite a remarkable thing to witness, especially back then. Um, so one of the other things that really stood out for me with this book was talking about Archimedes' legacy. Um, you know, it, Everything we have of his writings are copies of copies of copies. Um, now he did send a lot of letters, and you know he, I think he corresponded with the Library at Alexandria, um, which burned. Um, but um, so yeah, we we don't have a lot directly from him. Um, there are these things called the, the codexes. There, as far as we know, there are three in existence. Originally, we only knew of two, codex A and B. But apparently, um, there was a, a, they're called palimpsests. Um, and between 1923 and 1930, one of them was acquired by Marie-Louis Sarai, I, I, sorry, you guys know I can't pronounce French, it's really horrible. Um, um, uh, apparently some businessman traveler to the Orient who lived in Paris, um, this person claimed to have bought it from a monk who would not have had the authority to sell it, but there's no receipt or documentation of the sale. It all sounds pretty shady. Um, and it was stored secretly in the cellar for years, which you know, caused damage due to mold and, and you know, water damage. Um, but ultimately, and so it, after disappearing from the Greek Orthodox patriarch 
I'm sorry, I'm not pronouncing the name. Um, Library of Forger had added copies of medieval and evangelical portraits in gold leaf in attempt to make the make this worth more because they didn't realize that what they had was actually Codex C of Archimedes, which you're going to see in a minute it was just incredibly valuable. Um, so ultimately, um, the the text was purchased by um, an anonymous um, tech entrepreneur and restored. And what they discovered was, among other things, Archimedes' method of exhaustion, by which he was able to solve problems now solved by integral calculus invented by Isaac Newton and I don't remember the guy's first name, um, Leibniz in the 17th century, roughly two millennia after Archimedes had sort of uncovered this method. And I think about that and I just, just imagine if Syracuse hadn't been sacked and Archimedes supposedly killed outside the gate while he was drawing his circles in the dirt. Um, you know, imagine what could have been accomplished if we'd had calculus two millennia sooner, you know what I mean? Like what, what feats of engineering, what, what marvels of technology would have been possible if, if those ideas had continued to be developed. Um, so, and when I think about this forger who was just trying to make a buck off of what he could not have known was a priceless artifact, I just think to myself, man, nobody likes you. Nobody in the history of humanity likes you. Um, <laughs> um, so really bizarre note to end the episode on, but uh, like I said, just a quick little something. I really enjoyed this book, and I hope I hope you do as well. Um, so with that, I'll say I miss you, Corey, and uh, cheers, Teresa. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 